welcome back <coughs> to the Shakespeareance podcast. The podcast where we experience Shakespeare that no one else has ever experienced before. Today we are joined by our guest, as always, Professor Huggins. Professor Huggins, what have you brought for us today? Hello, Domino. It's good to see you again. I've brought a text that has been found, obviously Shakespearean, that is my profession. And this is actually uh, a first draft of Romeo and Juliet. It doesn't have anything to to do with Romeo and Juliet per se, except it's one of great, great love. Ah, yes, this is. This is an incredible one. When you first gave it to me uh, for my perusal, I, I fell in love with these characters instantaneously. I find it very funny that these, these are not children in this early version. No, no. In fact, they, they are quite weathered. Um, it is a, a, an elderly gentleman of 32, and the woman is, gosh, practically a, practically a bag of bones at 28. And... They, they fall in love very late in life. I, I think that is summed up perfectly in this scene from Act One, Scene Three. My good woman, I see you here. Though my eyes be not clear, with a cataract upon them, I see as if refracted, and yet thy light be pure. Dear Cedric, I see you not, for my eyes are filled with glum and age. But my dear, I smell you from your, from across the room that we share. As you rock backwards and forwards, I capture your wafts as they come towards me. For I cannot see you, but I can smell. Good Jezebel, as the years have accumulated, so too has the rank stench, the dust, the mud, and the muck upon my body. There be thick layers, but I would wish that someone would pierce those thick layers. Jezebel, could it be you? And here we, we, we take a slight pause. We know that we go over to an adjoining scenario where we know that their families, similar to Romeo and Juliet, do feud. And the great mother uh, dis- disapproves of this, of this elderly type of marriage. Pray they have outgrown love. I see their rocks, I see their hearted eyes, for they have outgrown their usefulness as breeders. Therefore, go knead upon that front door and have them out here, for they love no more. Breeders, yes. We need to continue on the kingdom for the rest because our population dwindles. We don't want the elderly. We need the sap of the saplings. 
They mean to take up space with their love. We have not space to give them. Oh, great mother, you are the one that doth have control over the way we are set. But great mother, how can you not intervene between these two? Thou knowest why, for I cannot leave this tree. I sit upon here, I see, I hear, I smell, I see, but I cannot descend. And as the great mother sits upon her tree, uh, we go to yet a third scene where the rivals, the younger bucks and younger lovers, are disgusted by this mud covered man and his sightless love. Oh my, <clears throat> it was of such disgust when I saw those two with scaly skin and must of old interacting with each other. Oh, oh my, my head almost came off upon my body. I was of such disgust. Yea, be there no care for one's appearance once thy reach is such an ancient age. Can they not be like our supple, youthful, sprightly skips as we wander down the street in our search for love? Yea, as I skip down the street and my head merrily bounces along, I think with each bounce, oh, those two older, much older people having love, it is a sin against nature and God. How can we find a way to arouse ourselves if we be so turned off everywhere we look? Most truly, I feel that nothing would come from my loins with the amount of offness that I feel. And with such an old, old man, it is just like holding an old mirror up to our own, so our future suitors see not us, but our futures. And yet, you bring up a point of great import for... One day we too would grow old. And how would men and women treat us thus and then? Sayst thou, we shall cover ourselves in mud now so that we all be but one, ageless and timeless. Like the statues in the square of public, we too need to be covered in, in mud and and pigeon droppings, so that no one may know of what our age be. Then, whether we be young or we be old or dead, in any state, we still be treated alike. It seems here that there is just a, a theme of, of, of non-acceptance, and it deeply moves me this is a this is a very this is something that we need to see in our society today don't you think domino uh, absolutely professor i think that our read our listeners are in for a surprise as we discover that the, the overarching theme of this show is the judge lest not be ye be judged or something along those lines ah 
Well, I do hope that that becomes revealed. And in this next scene, we work towards that as the lovers walk down the lane towards the, the greatest tree in all the land where people often go to proclaim their love. As they are walking down, something happens requiring help. Jezebel, I, I walk here hand in hand with you, and although our hands be not the hue of blue that would signify youth, I think that still our walk be pure and lovely. Cedric, though I hear you smart and well, I do notice. Are things not peculiar? Dost thou not find a certain muddiness about the town today? My good Jezebel, as you speak, I do observe, and correctly, I believe your eye sees, for there be a general layer of slime upon many of the various different factions. What be the cause? I know not, nor can I see with whom I speak. Be this a child, be this just an exceptionally tall gentleman. I know not. The hierarchy has truly baffled me. Tis me. I am the roots of the greatest tree, the tree that thou both dost seek. I am the one that permeates this earth, and I join all to the roots of that tree, but I am sticky. I am stuck with hatred. I cannot travel and reach out. Hear you, Jezebel, these words, or crazy have I gone? Cedric, no, I hear for them too. Great tree, great roots. How have you come to find us? The great mother at the great tree, she is ill with worry. She worries that love is not the only thing alone that can carry this earth. She wants fertility, she wants seeds. But I claim you want me, you want connection, you want love and to find it, I must lead all of you to the greatest tree. Travel with you shall we then go, for I last saw the great tree. I proclaimed my love for Cedric when I was last there, but she merely spat her sap at me. She said, nay, for no children can come about. Your love is redundant. And there I cried. Let us prove her wrong. Grab hold of my roots and follow. And let's leave a trail of love. Seest thou two old fools, Vitruccio, holding hands or branches of a tree as if in conversation with an old friend? <laughs> Most amusing it be to see two old fools on a tree. Do they hope to be something other than just old and foolish? <laughs> Should they hope to be not more than ornaments around Christmas time? Great, you shriveling. Are you quite well? I know that you hear a great deal of ridicule. I'm, I do weaken. 
I do weaken. Hold tightly, please. <laughs> Look upon those old as dying leaves that would leave the tree and yet know not, for they accumulate around the roots of the tree and know not of their coming death. <laughs> See its arthritic knotted knuckles within its branches as the old tree fights for relevancy yet provides little to no shade. Upon the four humors they have not, all humors they have forgot. Hedrick, ignore them and hear me when I say, thou art my roots. Oh, Jezebel, oh, Jezebel, I grow weak from this ridicule, and yet as I smell you and hear you and barely see you, I take some strength. Would it be that the root gives me sustenance to make the great journey to the great tree? For if I make it not, then our love would survive not. And that's quite a cliffhanger, Domino. Um, as we can see, can this, this couple make it to the tree along the along the back of the roots it's i the tension is 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 much ah it is it is professor huggins but what they do not know neither the young children mocking them nor the old tree itself let alone the olden lovers is that the great mother is at the very top and she has heard this show of love I see and smell the great betrayal that is affection. For love is to but serve a purpose, it is a utility. And yet they go forth, their hands still clasped and gnarled together. And with ridicule a-piling upon them like pies of cream, I see not what they need. Pray, tiny roots do tell me, do you bring them to me? I bring them as I weaken. How dost thou weak? I weak with the hatred. I weak with the lack of love. Great mother, earth is not just for population. Earth is for adoration. Love is what makes the world go round indeed, and not just things which come from seed. I speak only in sense. Does the opposite of love sense? Is love in and of itself senseless? Love, be senseless if you have no heart. Pray, I have heart. What happened to your heart, mother? Where has it gone? What has happened to, to thee that it, you have darkened such? Well, trees do winter too, do they not? Yes, I, yes. Bring them to me, 
for I must decide whether apologies are abound or I end them for all. Oh, Domino, this is... This breaks my heart. I once had a relationship where I had to decide whether I should have kids or not. And reminds me of Pierre and, you know, he was French, so he didn't want to, didn't want to commit. So I digress. Anyway, Domino. Oh, my, my heart does break for you. And I think that it speaks to the endearing legacy that he left with his words, that this version of heartbreak of, trying to meld the heart and the brain when the two are independent and often contradictory. I agree. Love is just, it's a mess. And I can't, I just need to, I'm going to need to see this, this wrap up so I can have a moment. Um, the roots. Uh, yes, break- but things do get in better spirits as Cedric and Zezabel are, are brought slowly as if, the mud and the roots and the forces of nature all work together to bring them to the top of this tree. Let's see it. <laughs> climb, climb upon my branches and roots and find my face so I can look well within your hearts and souls. <gasps> upon my ears do sounds come. I see almost nothing and am in some sense quite dumb. Yet that voice I hear be not Jezebel, but a terrible voice of Mother Great. Tis Mother Great, we must climb. Please do follow my voice and we shall find. This is the only way for our love to remain. Or do you love me enough to climb? I do. I do, and even if Mother Great tears us from head to top of Pete, I will go to the highest place, the highest tree, the the highest source of all. And yet I fear a great fall. But I continue behind you, O Jezebel. Behind you I will be forevermore. I hear them. I feel them. Mother Great! Mother Great! I hear you. And we would speak to you. And we would know our fate in love and hopefully not hate. I grow, I grow with words of confidence. I shake, I shake with words of confidence. Hey, Tribune, the leaves are turning greener and the shade is returning and I can hardly see the old lovers up in the tree as if they have ascended into heaven themselves. <laughs> I, I know not what to laugh at for it seems quite ascendant as if they become holy and we be still here just talking amongst the muck and the grime. Thinks thou we have wasted the best of our lives by mocking others instead of rising ourselves up 
and listening to the trees. Think you that we have set upon the ground shallow roots? I blossom, I blossom, I fruit, I fruit, I fruit, I grow, I stand tall. Great mother, do not you see? How is love not a bounty? Oh, mother great, I remember that once there was a father great. And if thou dost remember too, then let thy blessings come upon the world as we too would become one in love and in oh such great fun. Thou rememberst father great. Truly, father great and mother great coupled together were something as one another better Different, true, but the love was pure through and through. I, forsooth, should Father Great be gone. I do believe his love lives on, for you have shown me that this be true and everlasting and constrained neither by time nor space. I see the love upon your face and I weep. I grow I this beautiful world. I grow, I touch heaven, I have touched the stars. Oh good Jezebel, this tree grows and grows and into heaven. I believe that our love knows now that it will be eternal and forever. Oh Jezebel, look upon me with eyes somewhat clear, and say how thou dost feel. Pray, do we mean to ascend? For our lives are somewhat winding to an end. Will you continue my gnarled hands and root upwards so that we can ascend heaven together and leave our love behind? Look to the world and its surface as another life, as we take a path up above and find that who knows what lies above the clouds. And yet, if there be Jezebel there, happy I shall be forever. Cedric, though we leave the ground, Please recall forevermore, thou art my roots. Oh, Domino, why, why not this text? Why Romeo and Juliet instead? I feel so moved, Domino. I feel that this is a classic example of the the author doing too much, getting too involved in and realizing that this kind and sweet ending might feel good, but a tragic one might resonate more with audiences and last for hundreds of years. Ah, well, it certainly spoke to me at this small level. I reminds me that I can indeed begin my life at 32 again, and there's hope. Ah, indeed, there's always hope, just 
even if you might not bear children anymore, there still be hope for you to be an old mother in a tree that can have a change of mind and help others rise. Thank you so much, Domino. I, I feel I should have said parting words, but I, you said them best. And that's all the time we have for this episode of The Shakespeareans, the podcast where we experience Shakespeare that has never been experienced before. I'm Domino, and thanks to our special guest, Professor Huggins. Mm-hmm.